I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Welcome to another Pride episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder, and I'm really, really happy to invite my friend and colleague, Jess Bryant, to the to the show today, and Jess is the customer success manager at Welcome Home. So welcome, Jess. I'm glad to be here, Julie. Couldn't be more excited. Really appreciate you jumping on, Jess. Uh, you and I met not too long ago. Not at all. Instant friends, instant connection. I know it, it feels like a long time. It does. When you meet someone who has the heart you do, uh, it's not difficult to have that instant connection. Well, thank you. That, that is a, one of the highest compliments I could be paid. So if you won't mind, since it's our pride episode, pride month, pride year, do you mind just kind of sharing your story with us? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind at all. Um, yeah, we became fast friends because I didn't mind sharing my story. So I think that speaks volumes. Um, no, I've, um, from the fourth grade, I've known I was different. Um, I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it would eventually become, but I knew I was different from others. And that was um, a bit isolating, honestly, as a kid to know there's something different about you, but not have a way to identify it. So I came out, I eventually came out at the ripe age of 22. Um, I was actually talking to my wife this morning because I couldn't remember what age I was. Um, but I came, I came out at 22 um, through very, very painstaking processes and trying to reject who I was. I grew up in the church. So um traditional Christianity. And I was taught my entire life that it wasn't okay to be gay, um, that it was a sin. I was going to go to hell. I was going to be ostracized from everybody that I knew. Um, and that's uh, horrifying as a teenager to be told that when you know in your heart, like, I don't like boys. I like women. It is what it is. And so I spent 20, I would say probably 20, 21 of my years, uh, not being my authentic self. And that's, that's hard. That's really hard looking back at it. And I feel sorry for myself back then. Yeah. You know, all of our, you know, everyone who's on a journey to try our to try to find our authentic selves to whatever journey that looks like. It's challenging. It's challenging. You be you uh, because, it, you know, let's, let's face it. Everybody tries is most people try to fit in, right? Fit in school, middle school. So challenging in high school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's challenging enough. And then when you, when you said you felt different, you felt different starting what, like fourth grade, maybe eight, nine, 10 years old. And it was isolating. And so to find your authentic self, especially when you're told or taught 
um, with, with not a negative intention, but that's just the, the kind of the culture you grew up in that who you are, who you are thinking you might be is a sin. You're going to hell. How could you be, and how could you embrace your true authentic self in those circumstances? It's hard enough in regular circumstances. So I can't imagine how uh, challenging, right? So what was it just that you were a little bit older, kind of heading into adulthood, but what was it that really was like, okay, I'm going to do this? Um, so my first relationship with a woman was very secretive. It was, oh, we were just two best friends hanging out every single day and staying at each other's houses, like best friends do. Um, so I was in a relationship with a woman when I was 17 and that lasted about a year and a half. And then when she dumped me, um, it like wrecked me, it wrecked me because she was she considered herself straight. She wasn't interested in women except for me. So that was very traumatizing. So I went very, very, very back deep in the closet. Um, I went to seminary. I went to, I work at a church with youth groups and things like that. Like I tried to immerse myself as much as I could into what I thought I was supposed to be, what I thought my intention was. Um, in life, because I had all of these people telling me, oh, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. None of it is what I wanted to be. None of it was authentically myself. And then I met a person. And she taught me the phrase radical self-acceptance. I'm writing that down. (laughs) Radical self-acceptance. And so when I was, I was going through some things with her and she was just, she was kind of like a mentor. Um, and I was trying to figure myself out. And so I was like, all right, so radical self-acceptance to me, that means I'm gay. That means I identify as gay. I identify as lesbian. You can call it whatever you want. I prefer the term gay. Um, and so I came out to her. And she rejected me. And the person who was taught, taught you radical self-acceptance? She meant radical self-acceptance within the confines of what she believed. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, she, yeah, she was talking yeah. about my acceptance. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. It's, as no, as it's, as it's, as it's, as it's, it's irony is astounding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I accept you for who you are, except if it's that. Yes, exactly. So there are, I have spent my life knowing that there are caveats to who I am, depending on who I'm talking to. And so when she rejected me, actually fueled me harder into living that life. So I was around 21 at this point. Um, I hadn't come out to my family. I had come out to like maybe one or two friends, maybe one or two at this point. And they were like, all right, you should start exploring. You should get on apps. So I like dated casually a couple of women. Um, and I was still in seminary. Keep, keep this in mind. Um, I was still living the good old Christian life. Um, and I met this girl named Kate and it changed everything. I knew that I met my wife and I didn't want to hide that anymore. 
she wasn't out. I wasn't out. Like we, we met on an app like you do in the millennial world. <laughs> um, nothing crazy there. Um, and I decided to post something on Facebook and I was like, world, this is, I didn't even make a grand announcement. I said, this is Kate. I love her, like all these things. And I didn't say like, I'm gay or like make this huge pronouncement. Um, well, a student at my seminary saw that and took it to the dean, and I was then kicked out of the seminary. So I was one semester shy of graduating. I had met what I thought was going to be my wife, and I had nothing at that point. I had given it all up to be radically self-accepting, this concept that had been introduced to me two years prior, but when I did it, it was rejected. So I've, I've, I've faced rejection, a lot of it, and I'm fine with it. It is what it is, but I had to finally accept that I, I am who I am and I'm not going to change that for anybody. Cause that's dumb, um, to change yourself for other people. And so I, I came out and I came out to my parents. I came out to my mom. Um, she was hesitant at first and then was totally fine. But my dad, he didn't care. He was just like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> so I am very fortunate in that regard. Not everybody reacted that way. Let me get that 100%. In my life, not everybody reacted that way. Um, but I was very fortunate to have but parents. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, your parents did. I mean, parents was positive, And that's key, right? Key. Key. Yeah. But not everybody was as positive. No, of course not. No. With the circles that I was running in, not everybody was positive. Absolutely not. Um, so I isolated myself from those circles. I just kind of abandoned them because I'm like, I'm not going to pretend to be who you want me to be anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as, as two things when listening to you um, talk about Kate, your facial expression even changed. <laughs> you know, this kind of emotion is just, and, and what I wrote down was this is a love story. Oh, yeah. Just to clarify, she is now my wife. Like we are married. (laughs) Yeah, it's a love story. And can we all not relate to a love story? Do we all not love a love story? We all love it. Right. So love is love is love. Right. So that and and thank you, Lin-Manuel Miranda, for that. But that that is the message here. Right. That love is love is love. And it it is what is a love story. And for you to be able to tell your love story. Uh, was I mean, you went through a lot. You went through a lot of emotional trauma to yeah. be able just to tell your love story, right? Yeah. And that love story is such a wonderful, positive thing. And I mean, we've all had we've all had heartache, we've all had heartbreak, and all that. But we all love to tell our love story, and it's for uh, you know, for most people, it's easy. Like, oh, hey, you know, I. I or Jim and I are engaged or I'm not a great guy. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that difficult, right? Yeah. But for you to tell your love story is such a different uh, experience. And I wanted to ask you if what you, how uh, much you agree with that, uh, you know, Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um. So love Kelly Clarkson. She was my first concert. Little tidbit about me. Um, love her. <laughs> wow. Um, I love that tidbit. What's your favorite yeah. Kelly Clarkson song? 
Oh gosh. She just came out with one. She did a, she did a cover of Billie Eilish's um, happier than ever, I think is what it is. And she demolish it. So right now that's my jam to Kelly, but it's not even her song, but she crushed it. Um, crazy, amazing. Yeah. I mean, crazy, amazing, but okay. So what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? Yes or no? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I would not be who I am. Then that's, and that's a lot of people say, oh, I don't live my life with regrets. I don't live my life, uh, like regretting things I've done. Um, I can truly say that though. If I hadn't gone through what I went through, I would not be the person that I am today. Um, and I owe all of those ridiculous people who rejected me and those people who said they would pray for me because they were hoping that I would become straight. Um, I owe them a lot because, and I even owe that mentor who told me radical acceptance radical self-acceptance because I wouldn't have gotten to the place that I am today. I got a compliment um, the other day, and I don't know if the person meant it as a compliment or not, um, from a friend that we both know, um, who said, uh, you are unapologetically yourself. And at 30, that is the, it, it took so many years, but that is the best thing that anyone could ever say to me because I worked so hard to be unapologetically myself. And I still struggle with it every single day, every day. But that's how I know I am where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. You know, Jess, um, I I mean, I, I, I can't imagine that there is anybody listening or anybody out there who wouldn't try for that same thing. I think, and, and whether how, whether we're really conscious of it or not, or it's something that we're, it's in the forefront of our mind to be authentically ourselves when people, um, and I'm not a psychologist, but when we, there, there's a lot of inner turmoil, inner stress, inner angst, and it's, it's the disconnect. You know, we, we, we kind of know, like, if it's an outside factor, we're not in the right job, right? That's yeah. because it, it, it just doesn't feel good. Right. And we, yeah. we can pinpoint, well, I don't like to sit at a desk all day and, and do accounting. Okay. You're in the wrong job, right? It's yeah. so that we can, and that's challenging enough, uh, or maybe we're in the wrong relationship, but we're in the wrong, we're in the wrong relationship with ourselves. We're not being authentically ourselves. I think it's super, super uh, challenging road to drive down, you know, because yeah. you have to identify who, who you are and we are, you know, we evolve obviously. What, so you're 30. And what would you say, um, like, in in what way have you found, um, maybe in this last decade, progression, like, you know, in society? And then conversely, what are you thinking, oh, come on, right? Like, what have we even gone backward on? Or we're just like, so what's? the positive in the last decade and what's the negative? Well, I mean, one of the biggest positives ever is 2015 when it became legal for everybody to be married, no matter who you are, no matter what you identify as marry the person you want, be happy with your life. Um, on that same note, I think that's the biggest, uh, hurdle for us. Um, 
I was talking to Kate when the reversing row thing came into play. Um, and then we genuinely had to look at each other and say, okay, if they're reversing that, can they reverse us? And the fact that that even has to be a thought is ridiculous. Like we made so much progress and everybody was happy. No one was getting hurt. Nothing happened. The world did not end when gay people or anyone who decided to get married wanted to be married. Nothing happened. The world did not melt. So why, why, why should that even still be a, a consideration of anyone when it's not even hurting you? So that's, that's what I think is the biggest downfall right now, but it's also the biggest, like the biggest win of the decade. Yeah. Oh, you, gosh, you're, uh, you are authentically yourself and you're so succinct and you put things so clearly, uh, put, you know, what is, that is a huge win. Uh, is it, you know, and what does it, what does it matter? I'm so uh, when we all have our, you know, very strong feelings and emotions that, you know, for me, it's like until everybody's eating, until everybody is eating, then we can go to the next thing, right? You know, for me, until everybody is eating, everybody is, has a roof over their head, you know, worrying about who's getting married is we're worrying about the wrong thing. We've got yeah. to, people need to eat, right? Let's do <laughs> basics here. Um, and that, and yeah, so it's, it's, uh, you know, I admire anybody who goes through challenges and, and comes out stronger or continues to evolve or continues to explore. And when you're inherently uh, given without your choice a challenge that you didn't adapt yourself. So in women, you know, women and, uh, yeah. you know, minorities, many, we, we, we start at the behind the starting gate right or have you seen that video that short video where there's um, a lot of men and women like on a racetrack and they'll say okay if you graduated high school take a step forward if you went yes. to college take another step forward if you did this take a step forward right and then you've got and okay now and you've got some people is way way you know or if you have you know all these things and okay now let's run the race right yeah. Uh, or if you have this, take a step backwards so that those, those that are still in the race and, and who are, you know, pushing forward, it's, um, to me, we should, we should be in awe. I mean, we should admire and embrace, and it's all about embracing humanity. Um, what would you say to somebody who is like, oh, but it's, I, I you know, I, it's a sin, it's wrong, um, you know, I, I just, I don't, it's not, isn't right. It takes time. It takes time for you to, it's different for everybody. Every single person's journey is different. There is no one that looks exactly like the other. There are some that look similar. There's a lot of people have the exact, like very similar stories to what I do. Um, but I'm still figuring it out. That's how much time it takes. I am still trying to completely figure out what I want in life. I mean, I'm, I'm only 30. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I understand. I've got some time. Um, but it takes time. 
because you got to try out different things. You got to try it. Find what works for you. When I came out, I was wearing like snapbacks and beanies and like a skin. Like I thought that I had to be the stereotypical lesbian because that's how I was identified as I. So I went, I went from wearing cowboy boots and churches to, uh, or dresses to church to wearing like board shorts and skater clothes, because that's what I thought it looked like. I have obviously since refined my taste, um, I, but I wear men's clothes. I am masculine presenting. So that adds a whole nother layer to it. I am a masculine presenting woman. And that in itself has challenges in today's world because a lot of people don't like that. It's off-putting. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I feel comfortable in men's clothes because they fit me well. And I think I look really good in them. So what? My daughter, oh, I'm sorry for jumping. I wanted no, to jump on uh, that because uh, Ava was on the, the last podcast and she is 18 years old. And one of the things that she mentioned that she is, um, uh, I, I don't know the term she's, but like kind of feminine presenting. Like she's yeah, a, yeah. you know, a people, you know, think she's heterosexual. That, I mean, that's the assumption. And that she, that that's a, advantage in the room because you, you know you don't know what 100%. the temperature of the room is that you're stepping in right and yeah. so the you know first step is oh oh Ava she's she, really she's gay oh, oh she's really you know that okay that's step one and then move forward so if you you're saying that you you feel like you're kind of masculine presenting we all have feminine masculine energy all of us yeah. you know, it's not being a man or a woman it's feminine energy masculine energy and that's so your key. energy, you feel like, right. And so, I mean, can do you feel like there, there really is a kind of a difference or that, that maybe Ava has a point? 100%. Um, when I walk, so I, I married a very feminine woman. She wears dresses. She is your, she kind of like Ava. When she walks into her room, no one would probably know unless she's wearing her pride band or unless she's wearing like some kind of, but even then, are you an ally? Not, are you gay? That's not the first question you get. When I walk into a room, um, I like to, my wife likes to say, um, you scream gay. Like you just, (laughs) you fit every single stereotype that there is. You're checking those, you're checking every one of them. I wear suits. I don't wear dresses. So when you see a woman walk into a room wearing a men's suit, generally people know, like, or they think they know, they think they know. And so, yeah, it's different. You can wear a man's suit and not be gay, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, you totally could. But the stereotype that I have to live with on a daily basis is staggering. Sure, sure. Yeah. So the, again, you're, it, it, it's, you know, um, I kind of, I, I parallel it with uh, the, you know, black uh, you know, people who are African-American black who are, you know, that the, the, the stereotype or the prejudice or hatred of like lighter, darker skin, you know, like versus lighter skin and how there's, there's levels of prejudice and it, it's insanity. It's really insanity uh, that we, that there's this, this, that we're not, that we're not <laughs> evolved to be humanity, right? We're just, we're just human, right? We're human, we're humanity. And um, it, it takes uh, people like you, uh, you know, like you said, one conversation at a time, one journey at a time, 
yeah. one uh, maybe one mind opening at a time. Uh, I was at a conference just that's probably about a just about a year ago, and a woman came up to me and she said, "My, you know, might I ask you kind of a personal question?" And I did not know her, and I said, "Sure." And she said, "Are you the one that posted a personal blog?" And I had posted a blog about Ava coming out. Got it. I said, "My 17-year-old daughter uh, is gay. So what?" And it was kind of the story of that's who she is, you know, and. And she said, um, well, I really, uh, I just wanted to say, I wanted to be honest with you. When I saw it, I was offended. And I okay. thought, you know, what, who does she think she is or how dare her? Or I was just, she said, I felt um, icked. And I, I have to say um, that I'm working on that. And I was brought up to... In a, in a certain, with a certain, um, uh, fate, uh, belief system. And I am you know, still of that belief system, but I'm working on it because I, I, I understand that there are really good gay people and I work with good gay people and, and so on and so on. And I said, well, it was all, I'm even going to my first gay marriage, my first gay wedding. And I said, well, I, you know, I, I really appreciate you're coming, you know, you, you, your candor, your, your honesty, your vulnerability, the, to, to share that with me, because quite frankly, it's, you know, something that's kind of distasteful to hear, but, you know, yeah. it's not, you know, a reflection on you as a person. I, I admire you as a person. And, you know, I walked away from that, um, you know, really, really admiring her because, you know, if you think about it, um, as much as, you know, you and I and all of us have, we, we all have beliefs. Yeah. And so I, what I have to tell myself is as much as I am so firmly ensconced and believe in people are people and human is human and all of that, so then maybe, you know, the f- people who are firmly ensconced in a different belief system, they were taught, or you know, from a very early, maybe from birth, this is right, this is wrong, here are the lanes. It's inside them. To try to then question that, question that, to question something maybe their parents and their their whole their whole social their whole everything, and that's got to be challenging. So I, I think for for me my journey has been like empathy's grown for people on that journey, you yeah. know, who are who may you know may feel super uncomfortable like ooh maybe that even though I there's a lot that I believe that piece of it isn't right. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to um, the way that I grew up. I thought that about gay people. I knew inside that I was gay when I was a teenager and I saw kids at school coming out and externally when my friends were talking about it and saying like, Oh my God, I can't believe that she ended up being gay or he ended up being gay. I was like, Oh yeah, me either. Like that's nuts. Wow. Um, and I would judge them externally, but internally I was like fighting myself. And so that's, that's what I mean when you have kids who are indoctrinated, like, like I was like, it takes time. You, you have to teach yourself not to be homophobic as a gay person. I have to not be homophobic. That shouldn't be a thing that I had to grow up with, but it was, 
like, and they, those people exist. They're just uncomfortable with themselves until you get to a point where you're undeniably yourself and you can be your authentic self and walk down the street, holding your wife's hand and not be scared that someone is going to come up and say like a, a homophobic slur. Like I've been called many homophobic slurs, um, because of the way I look and because of the way I present, but I don't have the energy for it anymore, but that took a lot of time to get there. A lot of time. What advice would you give someone listening to this who's um, struggling to come out, struggling as someone who's more on the beginning of your journey rather than where you are now? Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. It's going to eventually be okay, but you're going to go through a lot. And the easier you are on yourself and the more forgiving you are of yourself, the easier and uh, the easier that process is going to be. I wish I was kinder to 16 year old Jess. I wish I was kinder to even 17 and 18 year old Jess because I gave her a lot of crap and a lot of heat for the way that she was feeling because I thought it was wrong. And if I had just given myself the opportunity to feel those feelings versus rejecting them, would have been a lot better. Well, I knew my day would be fantastic <laughs> talking with you. And it, it is. So it's, it's already the best day ever. I so appreciate you jumping on, just sharing of your course. story, being so open. Yeah. You're phenomenal. Happy Pride. Happy you. Happy Pride. Thank you again. Happy Pride.